Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below-average golfers by two below-average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, as always, joined by Caleb Wallen. And Caleb, we have a special guest tonight. It has yep. not been Hogan's son, but it is the one, the only Scott Hogan. Scott, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be on. Absolutely. I had to throw it out there. That's your Twitter handle, not Ben Hogan's son. Have yep. you actually been uh, been accused of being Ben Hogan's son in the past and you had to clarify? Uh, yeah, from my, I think, you know, I started golf when I was like seven, eight and like every, all these old guys at the course, like the Rangers and stuff would always ask me like, you any relation to Ben? And I've been asked so many times in my life and as, as back then, I had, I had no idea who he was. I was like, just like, no. And uh, <laughs> so now it's just continued. So, yeah. So that's where it came from. Perfect. Yeah, uh, I get the well, uh, I get the question of, you know, am I related to Morgan Wallen? So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how it goes. And then you're yeah. like, I wish. If I was, yeah, like, I probably I, wouldn't be here. Right. Yeah. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd be hoping that he'd give me give me some help yeah. or some extra Christmas uh, money, you know? Yeah. I can, I can help him out. I can do something for him. I'll, I'll yeah. help him some way. So. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, well, I, we were talking before the podcast. Um, I discovered you through uh, your YouTube channel. Um, I was on kind of the the journey of trying to find something um, to use throughout the winter and practice my game. And Garmin R10 was something that was right up my alley, just based on budget and kind of the capabilities that I was looking for. I'm a below average golfer, hence the name of the podcast. So I don't need the the all the kind of tools and things starting out. At least I don't think I do. Maybe by the end of this, you'll be like, "Oh, and you're wrong. You actually should be tracking this." But, um, but so I discovered you through kind of looking through that. Got the Garmin R10. If you don't know what it is, it's a launch monitor simulator, um, about six hundred bucks. Um, so you know, really really reasonable compared to some of the other options. And I discovered you through all out throughout that process you have a lot of youtube content uh talk to us a little bit kind of your background and and kind of where you got started going into into the youtube and and just your overall career yeah so um you know i'm a pga professional i i teach uh full-time that's what i do so um i'm up in the chicago area at a course called stony creek which is actually in a suburb called oak lawn but uh, right on the south side of, this, of Chicago. So it's a good area, a lot of a lot of good golf. And, you know, my career, I started as uh, somebody that worked at a golf course, you know, as an assistant pro, kind of started teaching a little bit there. Uh, you know, it just was kind of a golfer and uh, you knew how to play. I, I took to like the golf swing and stuff like that. But, you know, I never really knew what I wanted to do. I just knew I liked golf a lot. And like, I love golf. And I was like, man, I, I don't know what else I would do outside of this. And, uh, you know, so I got into it, um, started teaching a little bit. And then I ended up going to Arizona, which is where I went to college before that. But um, I went out there and worked for a couple of years and got hooked up with Mike Malaska, who's a big instructor. And he was kind of the first guy. I was there for three years. Um, I'd intended only go for the winter and come back and work here. But, uh, you know, I met him. I was like, hey, I need to really like understand what this whole teaching thing is about and how to make a career out of it. So he was great. He was the first instructor I had met because he has a big background in baseball and he talked about other sports and stuff that it all just made sense to me. I was like, all right, that actually is what I feel. And that makes sense to me as an athlete and all that. So started learning from him after three years, kind of felt like, all right, 
I want to go give this a go. So I moved back into the Chicago area, started my business and uh, started doing that. Um, you know, and so then with that kind of with what's going on with how golf is going, YouTube and online content is such a big deal now. I mean, it's just unavoidable. I know you'll, you know, there's kind of a thing with golf instructors and golf instruction is like, you know, oh, you don't go get, go to YouTube for tips or anything like that. Um, but to me, it's like, Hey, everybody's going there anyway. So I wanted to, my thought was, Hey, can I just give really good solid information um, and not be, you know, my goal is not to be too, um, you know, Hey, I've got to be on the fad of do this or do that. It's like, Hey, this is just what literally works. You know, like when I teach people in person, that's the information I try to share as well. And then, you know, as stuff started coming out with launch monitors and stuff, you know, I grew when I was in like high school, you know, simulators were starting to come around, but they were very expensive. You know, that's, I did go play in like a league. I remember our town had some, um, we would play there, but they were, they were just a hit. They weren't very good at all, but then you would start doing like, all right, Hey, all these launch monitors are coming out. And it's like, I had my first launch monitor was a flight scope X2, um, you know, which was like, you know, at, that, at the time it was like 10 grand, I think. But, you know, as we've been going, it's like, man, it's just getting less expensive. It's cheaper and they're getting just as good, you know, as those really, really expensive ones. So it's like, all right, uh, we're going to start getting those things. So I obviously have a lot of that stuff. I have a Garmin. I have all those things. Um, to me, it then became obvious that, hey, everybody's going to be having this stuff to practice with, which is great, but are you going to get the most out of it or how do you get the most out of it? And so I thought that was a good opportunity. Like, Hey, let's, let's talk about what this is going to be because it's not necessarily a magic, you know, you can buy it. It's a great investment, but it's not going to be like, Hey, you just hand over the credit card and then boom, you've dropped 10 strokes. You know, you got to know what yeah. to do with it. Uh, they are very, very helpful, but what are you going to do with it to make that happen? As, sure. So that's kind of where I've kind of gone with it. And, uh, you know, I, I have some other things I like to do as far as playing and seeing other golf courses, but that's pretty much the main stuff that I like to do and, you know, help people understand. Yeah. The, the content from teaching professionals like yourself get, I think a lot of people into it early on. Like I discovered, I, I've learned so much from that. I have still to this day have not been to an actual lesson. Now that's changing. Mm -hmm really soon. Um, but I think that there's, especially watching, you know, your content, um, and a lot of the content that's out there, there's a lot that you provide uh, that helps out. So first off, thank you. Um, but mm -hmm. second, like, I think it's a, I think it's a great thing because there's a lot of people, especially probably our audience and, and people that consider themselves below average golfers that are a little hesitant or scared or, you know, intimidated maybe to go to a professional, but if you ease them into it with some some mm -hmm. tips and tricks that are on, on YouTube, uh, super helpful and uh, yeah. a, lot, a lot that you can learn from that. Yeah. And I think that's another thing I've tried to show. Like last year I did a series that called it chasing scratch, not after the, I didn't even know the podcast existed, but I guess that yeah. already does. But, um, you know, it's the whole point was to show like, Hey, that this is a journey, right? Like we all get better. We all get worse. We all, you know, if we don't practice, you're not going to be that good or you, you can't expect to get better if you're not actually working on things and you don't have goals. You don't, Hey, that, you know, I want to get better at, 
hitting short irons. Okay. Well, you need to actually set that goal and know like, Hey, how are you going to know that you got better at it? So you can actually feel comfortable. So, you know, we have that conversation a lot in in in-person lessons, but again, I think that's just kind of been a gap uh, in the online. I I mean, not even online, just in the instruction idea. I think that, you know what, um, you know, this is going to be a process. It's going to be, you know, that's part of the fun to me is the process. I mean, I don't like to hit terrible shots all the time, but it's, you know, when you have, it's like, Oh, I, I feel it though. I, I feel it's getting better stuff like that. So you always feel like, Hey, I can make myself, uh, improve, but just know that you're not like the only one that's struggling with it or anything, you know, as, yeah, as you're I, going through it. I feel like for, you know, for me, I, my dad will tell me all the time, like, Hey, like my washer's broke. You know, I hopped on YouTube mm-hmm. to, you know, try to fix it. Like, I feel like yeah. that kind of online instruction, it like it bridges the gap between like the people that are intimidated to go in person or like they're not yeah. willing to say like, hey, like I'm going to take lessons, you know, and right. they're like scared to admit that they need help, which, you know, we all need it. So especially yeah. out on the course. So I think it makes it a lot easier when it's like kind of like what Owen said, where you get your your tips and tricks first and then you're like, oh, OK, well, yeah, you know, maybe I should dive in more. Well, and the personality of your instructor matters a lot too, right? You know, they you have to mesh with that. And I know that I've had students that I've not necessarily meshed with where, you know, their expectation of something is this, and that's not really what I do. And and so, or I just don't see it that way, you know, so we're not on the same page and that's fine. There is somebody else that would be better for them. Or, you know, again, as you're going in, you kind of see like, hey, this, you know, I've had many, because I do a lot of work with high school kids too, is, you know, they'll tell me after that they've been with me for a few years, like, yeah, I was very nervous, very scared going in. My dad was making me do it, whatever. And then, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, but you were very approachable, whatever. So, you know, that's important to, to me as well. Um, and it's, it's, you know, again, I think hopefully, I think the biggest thing that people see when they're trying to come for a lesson, they think, oh man, I don't want to embarrass myself or I don't want to, you know, this or that. It's like, well, that shouldn't be your thought at all. It's, Hey, you're going there for help. I, I don't want you coming in. If if you have an issue uh, when you go play, I want you coming in with that issue, right? Like, let's fix that issue. I don't, you know, I'm not like, Oh man, I hope this, I'm not looking at a student coming in and saying, I hope they're pure in the ball. Cause I just want to sit here and not do anything. Right. Like right. it's, you know, we're, I know you're coming in and you got an issue and you got something that you need help with. The biggest thing you got to come in with is an open mind is say, all right, I'm going to get challenged. I'm going to have to do things that are, you know, I always tell people, if I don't make you feel uncomfortable or different, I'm not doing my job. Like if I were to have you, if you throw right-handed and I had you pick up a ball and try to throw it lefty, that's going to not be very good. Same thing when you're trying to do a golf swing. So, you know, don't worry about all of that. It's that's how it's supposed to go. And then hopefully my job as well is to hopefully get it to happen as fast as you can um, where it feels as good as possible. But you know what? That's where practice comes from. And that's why you get, that's why you're going to go and work on stuff as well when you leave it. So. Yeah. The, other note too it, it, like you said on kind of the personality thing i think the the thing i like about the the online community and the online aspect of it is the mm-hmm. fact that had let's say youtube wasn't around or social media wasn't around i would have never discovered you and i would have never heard your tips and tricks i would only be limited to the yeah you know people in my 20 30 minute radius cuz that'd be what i'd be mm-hmm. willing to travel to but now i'm exposed to 
you're in you're in Chicago or you know Illinois area, and if I wanted to, I could definitely head that way because I've been exposed yeah. to to your content and know your mm-hmm. your style and kind of your personality with everything, uh, which is which is why I love that. And it kind of leads me to my next question from you know starting the YouTube channel and and going through that as a teaching professional, have you seen kind of an uptick in, in, in person because of that, or maybe not directed results quite yet? Um, yeah, yes. Well, just, I would say more of an uptick in like, like people like yourself, like I've had people come from like St. Louis or, you know, they come from a couple hours away and I don't see them regularly per se. Um, but I will see them occasionally. And so, Hey, we'll give you a plan, get you going. Cause again, I think what you realize is like, once you get that plan, you can go work on it for a while. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be, Hey, I got to see you next week to be able to, to do this. It's like, you know, if, if we're being realistic, I mean, I know that there's some businesses out there that will do that. I mean, I, they're a bit, they're trying to drive some money and all that, but you know, when we watch, I was watching the tournament this week, you know, Justin Thomas was watching Jordan Spieth swing on the range and Jordan was talking. He's like, man, I've been trying to do this for two years and something with this takeaway. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's how it goes. It's, it can take mm-hmm. a while, um, you know, and you, you know, the way that with the internet now too, it's like, I do check up with a lot of people now. I teach more online than I ever had in the past. So I check up with that. I mean, you know, you talked about you can get the t- instruction from who you want to. I, I take lessons personally as well on my own game. And I've never actually met my instructors. I have one for putting and I have one that's helped me with my full swing. I've never met them oh, wow. in person. So, you know, it's like that's kind of the way of the world now. I, I've they've come 100 percent helped me. Um, it's just we can use this technology to our advantage. So you don't have to kind of settle with where you're at, per se. You can just take a look you know, again, find the information you, you want and then, uh, or see who you think has good information. Then usually you can get connected with them no matter where you're at. So that's kind of the exciting, cool part. And then, it, you know, with the online community, it gets shared, it gets shared yep. throughout the community. Like, Hey, this, this guy's good. This guy's not all that. So, you know, you can get a good, a good grasp of who you're going to. For sure. Do you, so do you provide private instruction through kind of online as well how, how does that work yeah yeah so right now the the way we do it is just basically especially in season we do checkups um just on swings things like that um in the off season it, we always are going to do more work um i'm not the you know the one of my things is you should do most of your work in the off season i know we're going to talk about that but yeah. um you know, it's a lot of times right now, it's like, hey, let's look at your rounds. Let's look at what you're doing. Are you capitalizing on what you can already do from a technical standpoint? I, I think most players, they technically are actually probably a lot better than they think they are. Some aren't, but a lot of times they're not getting the most out of that. So, you know, if somebody says, hey, I want to be able to break 90, um, a lot of times they actually have the ability already they just don't know how to do it necessarily as far as like strategy where should you aim what do you expect from yourself now again that's not 100 true but um so we're working a lot on that right now um so a lot of people are sending in cards we're sending in rounds stuff like that and we're taking a look at them but then from there when we get into the winter it's a lot of swings it's like all right hey we're going to look at this um i use an app called sports bucks uh, ai which is kind of a newer 
world of 3D where you can actually, with the video, all you need is a video. We used to do this with a bunch of sensors and stuff on the body. Now you can just do it with a video um, where you actually send it in and we can take a look and say, all right, hey, your body could move better with this, this, this. So again, those are things I like in the winter to be able to work on because, you know, making body changes can take some time, but uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Um, you know, I, I, I've done zoom as well. You, you know, Hey, live on the range, let's go heavy on the range, set your phone up. Let's uh, let's watch practice a little bit. I mean, there's a multitude of ways you can do it. It's just uh, what I like is it actually gives you that a little bit of freedom to do that with just uh, some of the coaching apps and things that are out there. And, you know, we don't have to fall necessarily into that. Hey, it's line up for 60 minutes on the range. Watch you hit some balls, tweak this, tweak this, you're gone. And who's next? You know, it doesn't have to be that we could actually kind of coach you a little bit and, you know, actually make you shoot lower scores, which to me, that's the goal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. is the goal. And so um, I've had a, a realization over past month or so where, you know, I was expecting something and I was always expecting to improve, but wasn't necessarily putting in the work to do that. And then mm-hmm. was not liking the result and uh, kind of led me to the, the this conversation and, and investing in my game and, and talking about the, uh, the off season. Uh, before we get to that, if someone is interested in um, private instruction online, how, how do they do that? I know you have a website, but what's the uh, best yeah, way just, to get a hold of you? Yeah, just scotthogangolf.com or, you know, you can contact me on, you know, Instagram. It's the real SHG or YouTube, you know, leave a comment, all those. I check them regularly. So um, okay. anyway, you want to get it and then we can go from there and start up. Usually start up a conversation, kind of see if, uh, if it's what you're trying to do. I try to get as much info as possible um, and then uh, see if it works um, because I don't want you to, I don't, the last thing I want is somebody to come in and say, Oh, I'm going to do this and they don't get it. So I want to make sure we can, it's actually something we can attain via the online space, but that would be the best way to do it. Okay, perfect. Well, let's make the transition over to it. We're, we're based in Indiana here. Um, You're based in, in Illinois. So uh, we know what is what is coming up very mm-hmm. very soon. Although we're still in the summer months, it the the golf season starts to to really dwindle, and mm-hmm. especially as the daylight goes away for people like myself uh, and, and Caleb who who work nine to fives and aren't able to to be on the golf course as much. The it, the off season really starts even even sooner than that mm-hmm. in some regards. Right. So. Like I said, I found you through kind of looking through, you know, different devices and things that you can use at home. But I guess I wanted to get pick your brain a little bit about what what should an off season look like? Uh, I know there's not a cookie cutter answer because everybody's game is mm-hmm. different. But when you're when you're in a state like Indiana or just across the Midwest where you don't have year round golf and you're kind of limited on on facilities in some regard mm-hmm. too what what should that look like and and what's your suggestions there so you know the first thing is it's it's actually kind of nice to be you know somebody that lives somewhere that was year round it, it'll sound crazy but it actually is kind of nice to have an off season where you're like hey this is going to be my dedicated time to improve right and so we're not worried about all right I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then you go out that next round and it's like, you know, because what's very likely to happen is it's not there yet. And it might not 
be your best score. You know, that's sometimes we have to make that commitment that like, all right, it's going to take me a few. There's a whole process of going from doing it in practice. You know, first off, you just got to learn how to do it. Then you go to, Hey, I can actually pull it off in practice. Then you go to the course and then that starts a whole nother thing. So it's nice when you have the off season just to say, all right, I am going to be working on my swing, whatever, you know, and I'm going to just do this. Um, so you could just really commit to that. Now I would say the off season to me starts pretty much now um, because okay. as we're playing, what I always tell people is as we get to September, maybe October, you really, what you want to start doing is kind of taking stock of what your game looks like. Right. So play as much as you can. Cause we don't have that much of it. Try to go out there and just, take some notes of like, Hey, this is what I struggle with. And that's where it can be a little bit different depending on who you are. But, you know, if you're somebody, you know, like myself, I use stats, you know, so I, I keep stats of my rounds. Hey, I I've got my short irons. I'm losing strokes. there, doing that, whatever. Or you can make it as simple as like, Hey, how many times are you hitting the ball salad? If you're somebody that is starting off, um, pretty, you know, down in like, Hey, I shoot nineties, 100 somewhere in there. That's the first thing that I would kind of pay attention to is like, all right, do I hit the ball in the center of the face? How many times am I doing that? Are there situations where I'm not doing that? Are there specific situations? And I would kind of take that into account because, you know, we go back to what we talked about at the start. The biggest thing you have to do when you're improving is you have to know you got better because, you know, I hear this talked about a lot too is, is confidence, right? Oh, I'm, I wish I was a more confident player. And unfortunately, you know, we can't fake that, right? You have to, you got to be confident by hitting good shots, but you know, everybody says, Oh, I don't hit good shots because I'm not confident. So it's a weird little situation we get into. And so we have to kind of help ourselves out by saying, all right, I used to do this. Now I can do this. Right. And that's making me better. So even if it's in the practice environment, so I would say, all right, as we're getting into the off season, we're going to first take stock. Then we can go ahead and take a look at the game and say, all right, you know what? You really kind of struggle from this range, whether it's driver wedges, short game, uh, irons, all that. And then you put together the plan. Now, the first thing I would tackle is any type of swing changes where maybe you have to move differently, your body has to move differently, anything like that, um, because those are going to take the longest. And so, again, and those usually can lead to some pretty interesting shots, we'll say. So it's like, hey, I, I might top it. Um, I know when I took a lesson, I wish I had this video still. I took a lesson a few years ago, and I got help. And, you know, I literally whiffed the ball. But it was like at that moment, I was like, that's the swing. I was like, it was light bulb oh, wow. moment for me. I was like, that was the swing. And the next swing was the best one I hit. Like that is normal to happen, right? Like you will hit weird things because you're just kind of learning it. But, you know, so you can do that in the off season again, when you're not using your time out on the course, all that stuff, um, you can take enough time to do it. Then you go from there. And then you, then as we get, you know, back closer to the season, then you start saying, all right, my swing looks different. I'm doing this. I can hit it better, whatever. Then as we get closer to the season, then you have to start shifting to like, all right, my swing's better. I can hit it better, but do I know what to do with it? So then you got to start building your skills, which is, all right, if, for example, all right, I can hit a nine iron really solid, 
but how far do you hit it? So you got to start learning your distances. You got to start learning how to, maybe you want to learn, Hey, I need to hit a draw or a fade all the time. That's my shot, right? You start learning those types of things as you go. And then hopefully that'll take you into the, uh, the season where hope we, we hope to get to the point where when you get to the season, you're really just working on short game um, because it's hard to do that inside a ton. You can do it for sure. But, you know, as far as hitting off grass and judging lies and hills and all that stuff, that's obviously not going to be easy to do, but we're hoping to get kind of that all get to that point. So if I was doing a winner, first thing is stay, take stock in your game, decide what you want to improve on. Then let's look at your swing. Make sure you got your technical stuff, get that going. Cause it's going to take a while. Then as you get closer, you know, Usually for us, it's around, you know, February, March, maybe April. Uh, then it's like, all right, do you know now that you have this new swing, do you know how to use it? So you're going to need to know how your yardage is. You're going to need to know, you know, how high you hit it, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, then you start using that and really get comfortable with that. So that would be kind of how I would lay it out. All right, everybody, we're going to interrupt the episode to bring you our partners and our sponsors. First off, our sponsor, Travis Matthew. I'm actually wearing the Travis Matthew pullover hoodie. Uh, I love it, number one. Uh, Unfortunately, I was going to wear it out to the course for a rainy day, and then the rain was too much, so the the round actually got canceled. So I wasn't able to wear it for that, but I am wearing it in today's episode. So make sure you check it out. We're approaching the fall season where it's no longer just polos and shorts. Uh, so perfect time to stock up on some pants and some pullovers and hoodies and all that good stuff to wear out on the course. And uh, with with our link in the description below, you're actually able to get 20% off your first order. So take advantage of that. Get some great gear from everybody at Travis Matthew. We are also partnered with Callaway Golf. We have a ton of gear that we are going to be showcasing soon that we use on the course. Uh, Caleb, his full bag is Callaway. We both play the Callaway Chrome Soft. I'm playing the Chrome Soft XLS. More content is to be coming with this, but you can support the bags team by visiting the link in the description below. Go shop some Callaway and get some gear uh, for the for the rest of the season. So the one thing that stood out to me is, so I started putting together this practice plan. And one of the biggest things actually was the short game. Now, clearly we're still Mm -hmm. technically in season. And for some reason, I thought with putting mats and um, I I guess being able to chip, I, I just assumed that short game would be the easier thing to work on. But it sounds like coming from from that you you think that's something that's more that needs to be managed during season and the off season should be more of the the bigger changes focusing on the swing figuring out so, kind of the, the other side of it it could be um you can definitely do it i have a putting mat as well i love it um i think you can do that the things that you're going to work on though are going to be let's say for putting and i have you know basically the short game gains is a company, right? That they have short game uh, equipment. You can get a mirror from them and you can get it from other places too. But like I have a putting mirror and then I have, they have these start gates that you can use. So I'm literally working on getting set up, rolling the ball straight ahead, you know, so it's a gate, you know, Hey, I'm going to roll the ball and get it started online. And, you know, there's definitely some merit to that. 
Um, the thing you got, and so that's going to help you on like shorter putts and definitely helps you know, Hey, I can roll the ball straight ahead. Right. Um, which is important in putting. Now the biggest issue though, you're going to have is just reading greens. Right. So hundred yeah. percent can do it and work on, again, you can work on your putting technique. You can work on a lot of stuff, but you got to, you just got to remember when you go out, it's like, all right, I still got to remember to work on the green reading part and all of that. Same thing that would go with chipping. I do think there's some merit to chipping. Like I know, uh, Caleb, we were talking earlier, if, you know, we have some issues with contact and if you're catching it on the inside or outside the club, those things can definitely be worked on in the off season where it's like, Hey, I feel like it can do it. But the big thing I think is there's just no substitute for, you know, Hey, I I'm on grass and this is true for everything, to be honest, it's like full swing. Uh, you know, I was playing the other day and I hit my nine iron, you know, for me, it's like 145. The other day I hit it from 157 and hit it pin high. It's like, how do I know that that happens? I have no idea. It just, <laughs> at that moment, I felt it. I was like, I think this one's going to get there. I just had this feeling. And it's like, you know, so there's nothing that we can say, and that's not a flex or anything. There's a lot of people that hit it more hard, more distance than me, but it's just, we have these feelings that you can't really, you got to remember um, that when you go play. So what the biggest thing I like about the indoor stuff is I love that we can kind of get over all the other stuff that you have to be able to do, you know, like learn how to hit a, chip solidly learn how to putt and roll it straight ahead get set up do all of those things because when we get when it does come time to play that there is going to be a lot of focus and a lot of concentration or you should be on that type of stuff like all right if i've got to hit a chip i've got where do i want to land it how's it going to roll out how's it sitting in the grass you know is it going to come out a little bit dead or is it going to come out a little hotter you know stuff like that that you get through a lot of experience and you guys got to be concentrating on it and focusing on it. So when you see it again, you know, what's going to happen. You, you kind of recognize it and say, all right, this is what I'm looking at. Um, the same thing with putting, reading greens, you know, and then like I said, full swing, it's like, all right, you know, today it's hotter, this wind or whatever. I just, you know, things are going to happen, uh, you know, and we got to just kind of recognize it. So definitely can work on all of it. Not trying to say that you can't, but you just got to know what parts you're accomplishing. Yeah. And then when you get back outside, all right, make sure you fill in the gaps of everything that helps you hit good shots when you play on the golf course. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the one thing for me is with green readings, I feel like I have a good handle on, you know, the reading of the green, but I struggle a lot with, uh, like with pace. Um, you know, I'm mm-hmm. a foot short, I'm two feet long or whatever. And I don't know, I've always kind of like, I felt it easier for me to try to read like more of the break and kind of just let it trickle as far as, okay, Mm -hmm. like I need to bridge the gap between the pace and the break and then just kind of give it a little extra because that's when like, you know, I hit it three feet past the hole, four feet past the hole. So is there like a specific drill that I could do to like, I don't know, marry that pace with that, that break? Yeah. I mean, a couple of things that, that you say there, one, um, the first thing I always try to get people to do is get a lot better at three and four footers. So you're not worried about those as much. Right. So that would be the first thing, right? So you can, again, you can go back indoors and you can work on that. So, you know, if you want to improve your pace, if you're a little less tentative, you're going to tend to be a little bit more in control of it. But from there, I mean, the couple of drills you can do, one would be a, I like your idea that you're, 
adding a little bit more break. Most people under read and then try to hammer it. Um, so that's not usually what you're trying want to do. But the biggest things that you can do is, and you can do this inside, you know, you can do this. You just need a space is basically you can just dial in your speed control. Like if I set up, you know, let's say you have 10 feet of room or, or let's say you even have uh, let's give you a little more 15 feet of room. Okay. So you hit it seven, you seven feet out, you put like a marker, like a T or something, just something that is the beginning of your zone. Then you go to the end of your room and you put another thing, or you just use the edge of your wall. And all I would do is try to hit putts and try to go, Hey, this one's going to be right at the front edge of that. Then I'm going to go right past it, then right past it. And you basically see how many you can fit into that zone and see what you got. The other thing you can do is you could actually, um, you could just have a single area and try to see how many balls you can fit into that box. Like if you said like, Hey, I'm going to have, make a box or some sort of shape like I'm going to try to put balls into that area try to fit as many as you can in there. Um, you can do that. There are good putting tools out there too. I have what's called an X putt. You can do that where you can actually hit putts up to, you know, I think it goes up to like 80 feet. So it's actually a putting simulator. Um, that's pretty cool too. Oh, yeah. But I feel uh, like I've seen those. Yeah. It's actually really cool. Um, they just, I just got the new one last winter. They actually have like, they're starting to put courses in there. So you can actually putt, like play nine holes of putting on your course or whatever. Nice. Um, so it's actually pretty sweet. Um, it actually does a really good job with that. But again, that's an investment. If you're not looking to do that, there's a lot of ways you can work on just touch control, you know, mm -hmm. and go from there. Um, I, I also use, I had that, I had a similar issue at the start of the year. For me, it was like, I was leaving everything a foot short. So I use a, a product called slope grade. Again, just something I, and most of the stuff you see me talk about, I just look for it and I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy it. Um, and this is, this is actually some charts. It's basically like if you're, you know, you have to know how fast your greens are, but I've, I've been using it for four rounds, four tournament rounds now. And every one of them have been positive strokes gain putting, which um, I've just had a better feel for speed. All it does is tell you like how, at this speed, at this distance, um, and this uphill or downhill, the ball has to roll this fast in the first second of the putt. So then all I work on is that, and it actually works really well. I, it, that might be a little overkill for some people I know, but <laughs> it's uh, it's helped me. So, but so for yeah, those uh, those drills that you mentioned, where you're you know you're just picking a target in your room, like my house, mm -hmm. I have a. I don't want to call it a shag carpet, but it's, it's fairly close. Like would that translate then to like, I would hammer it out on the course or is it just yeah. kind of like a, yeah. a drill where. Yeah. Cause I think it's more in? about, yeah, I think it's more about just, you know, the idea of like feeling what it takes to put more or less into a putt. Right. Gotcha. And, and this can even go with anything that you do. And I know we were talking Garmin and all that, but the biggest thing with all of these, these devices and all of that is I think it's given such a good opportunity. Like I love the Garmin. It gives you information so you can actually like, all right, I just hooked it. Why did that happen? Right. Or I'm hitting a putt. Why am I hitting it too hard or why I'm hitting it too soft? Like, what am I doing to add or subtract speed to it. I mean, all of these things, and that's the biggest thing in the winter is you want to try to understand, you, you know, I think too many people are looking for that one tip 
And I try to stay away from those, like with my YouTube and stuff, but because I just don't believe in it. But that one tip, like if you do this, you're good forever. It's, yeah. It doesn't exist. And so what it really comes down to is, and what you see players doing on TV and all that is they're really learning and comprehending what they're doing because that way they're ready for whatever situation is going to come their way. Because, you know, you might play at a course all the time, but what happens if it rains a bunch, you know, and they didn't get to cut the greens? Well, you got to adjust on the fly. All right. How am I going to add some pace? I normally would do this, but how would I add some pace um, or, how would I take off some pace? You know, stuff like that. Uh, hey, I've got to hit a slice around a tree. How am I going to do that? Okay, as I'm working with my launch monitor, that's that's giving me some insight. When I swing like this, that makes the ball do this. And it also will tell you why. Um, I think that's always a big, a big missing component for people when they're trying to get better. You know, they 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 tend to think, all right, if I I don't know, make one up. Uh, if if I tend to uh, do this with my right arm on the way down, that's the key. Well, why? What did that do to make that better for you? That's going to be important because feels change. We all adjust. Things start to feel normal. So when something might feel different to you at first, well, it's going to start feeling normal. So then you got to kind of just be aware of that and be like, all right, you know, that's where the the launch monitor is great because once stuff starts feeling normal you can still look at it and say like, Hey, I don't feel like I, I don't feel as weird as I did before. And you can still say, Hey, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing whatever feel I need because my numbers on the launch monitor or, you know, whatever drill you have set up, they are, they are matching up still. And that's, that's key. That's what helps you realize, Hey, I'm getting it. Perfect. So we've talked a lot about these products. We've mentioned the Garmin a lot. Um, I know you've also mm-hmm. reviewed, you've reviewed a ton of stuff on your channel, the Mevo, flight, the flight scope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what's, what's your suggestions going into the off season for people that are looking to invest in their game and start tracking some of that information and, and work on it to, to get a better understanding. What are, what are some of your suggestions that that, that can also be found on your YouTube channel? Yeah, I mean, I, I biggest one I use is the Mevo Plus. Um, Garmin's great. I mean, there's there's always tiers in investment, right? Like, hey, the more you spend, obviously, you're probably going to get something that's a little bit better. Um, but the big question you have to ask yourself is based on, you know, so if you start like Garmin or, you know, Garmin's a great one because it'll actually show you a lot of data at that like $500 to $700 range. Whereas, you know, there's some other ones that just all it'll give you is like ball carry, essentially. Um, it gives you a few other things, but essentially that's all you're getting. Um, and so you start going up and you have to look at it and say, all right, well, now the next level is kind of like, you know, there's SkyTrack at 2000 and then there's 3000. And what are you getting for more that you really need? And and so, again, I think and then it goes all the way up to the 25,000 range. You know, I, I get that a lot and where people say, hey, this 3,000 one is not as good as the $25,000 one. It's like, well, no kidding. It, that's <laughs> that's not going to be the case. You know, right. that's not realistic. But I'll tell you what, it's, if it's within a couple of yards, I'm, re- I'm willing to sacrifice that for sure. Yeah. Um, but the big thing is, you know, again, I think you have to look at it and say, all right, when you're tracking things, what is your, what is kind of your, your 
your system going to be like, all right, how do you want to judge what your game is? Okay. You need to do play golf this way. Okay. So first things first is define kind of define what your score goal is and say, all right, this is where I want to get to. So again, for most people, it's like, Hey, I want to get to 90. Um, if that's your goal, well, what does a 90 round look like? And so you need to do that. I've actually done a few videos with the bar stool guys, just yeah. Trent. He's trying to break 90. Cause that was the whole point of that. I was like, I just think a lot of people don't realize what 90 golf looks like. Like if you're hitting greens and stuff, that's way beyond nineties golf. Like you are doing really well. Um, yeah. You know, you really just need to make sure you're making solid contact. You need to make sure you're not, uh, having penalty strokes, like hitting the ball super offline unexpectedly. Um, and then short game, hey, I can make really solid chips that get in the air. I don't blade them. I don't uh, chunk them. And then short putts are big. And then you probably would have to leave the long putts to the season. But, you know, all of those things that we talked about, you can work on. You can work on those things. So you, you start off by just tracking your game and saying, all right, how how often – do I actually do these things? And then from there you go and you set up your plan and you go into the winter and you say, all right, so I'm going to need something to hit into. I'm going to need, I, I think a device is helpful. Um, there are some kind of cheater ways you can do it without a device, you know, which is some old school tricks with, if you like, let's say you want to make contact. I think we all kind of know you can get like face tape and stuff like that, yeah. see where you're hitting it and all that. But it is nice to see a ball fly and stuff like that. That's a big deal. But, you know, you get your device, you say, all right, hey, I need to work on hitting the ball more solid. So the number one thing I would look at is smash factor for that, because that judges how fast the ball is going relative to your club speed. So that's essentially how centered you hit it. So I want to make sure that is where it should be. And I want to make sure it's consistent. Um, so I'm going to work on that. I'm going to work every time I go practice, I'm going to work on that, get that dialed in, make sure I'm hitting that number. I don't want to hit it too high because that's actually bad too. You know, that means you're probably blading it or you're going to unexpectedly hit it too far. Um, and I don't want to hit it too low because that means I'm not hitting it good. So you want to set that goal. And then from there you go and say, all right, I'm going to do this. Now that we're getting into it. Then we can move on to the next thing if you get really good at it. But, um, you know, you just set that goal first so you know what you're actually going to do and then you actually can go do it otherwise you're just kind of hunting in the dark and hopefully something yeah. have hits and it's it's not very often that it does yeah this is a uh this is just a new mindset for me and just a new year for me i you know i'm, I'm only six years into into playing golf and mm -hmm. You know, last year, Caleb and I played in a simulator league, but we were playing in a league. We were just having fun. It was something to do during the sure. week. We weren't getting it, but I wasn't paying attention to the data. I was, we were just going there to play St. Andrews mm -hmm. on, on, on a, on a simulator. And, uh, yeah. you know, now I've, and I, and I've set goals at the beginning of the season, but not, I, I think it's almost like set the goals before, you know, now for next year and work towards yeah. it throughout that. And yeah. I've never done that before. And so that's yeah. why having this conversation with you and, and starting to realize that about my own golf game is, is, you know, life-changing yeah. in a way, because I've never, I've never done it before. Yeah. I I haven't excelled to where I want to be. And it's because I haven't put in the work to get to that. And finally realizing that is, uh, is super helpful. And, and this conversation has been helpful as well. It we all we all have to do it. I I'm doing a new series for my tournament season. I I'm playing more tournaments this year. 
And I had to, you know, same thing. It's like, all right, instead of just showing up and playing and hoping I play good, like once a year, like I did last few years, it's like, all right, I'm going to actually play a bunch. Let's actually like say like, Hey, you actually need to do this and get better. And so it's, it's amazing when you do that, you know, like I said at the beginning, I was like, Hey, my putting wasn't good. Well then once you get dialed in and you realize that, then you actually get focused and you work on finding solutions and then you actually can do them. And then you'd be amazed at how much better you get quickly. Um, And you know, golf gets pretty fun, pretty quick, I think. So for sure, for sure does. Well, thank you again for, for joining us. I would love to have you back on, especially as we get through yeah. uh, maybe sure. halfway through the, the off season. And I want to hear about, again, I've love a, to, a new yeah. fan of, of your content. So I'd love to hear how your new series is going uh, with, uh, with all sure. that and, and keeping up with, with everything. Cause you have a pretty good indoor setup as well from what I've seen um with, yeah, with all that. yeah so, lucky it. with that so yeah for sure yeah uh, but so it, yeah thanks guys for having me i'd love to be back yeah absolutely and uh any last things i know we we said scott hogan golf not ben hogan's son on on uh twitter what else do you want to plug yeah just the real shg on instagram if you want to check out just do some just uh traveling around the courses and stuff if you like looking at that stuff but uh yeah feel free to reach out anybody and always love talking to people and helping them out so awesome well thank you thank you again and yeah thank uh, you we'll we'll be in touch thank you guys yeah thank you again everybody for tuning into the episode that interview is going to wrap it all up thank you to scott for joining us Uh, this is just the beginning of content that we will be doing with scott we're actually brainstorming on some things and we'll bring that to you soon so looking forward to that it was a great conversation please Go check out his content. He's helped out me a lot already and excited to get some content with the Garmin R10 throughout the winter because it's coming soon. Unfortunately, it's coming very soon and won't be able to go out to the course and make content there. But um, yeah, great, great conversation. So thankful that Scott gave us the time. And like I said, there's more content to come from this. We're just in the in the stages of brainstorming and we'll bring that to you soon. A um, couple notes, we are actually starting to do some on-the-course content. Our first YouTube videos up from the Scramble that we played in a couple weeks ago, so make sure you check that out. We're also starting to do some other just clips from the podcast, so if you like to watch video podcasts, we're starting to put clips out there. That's always linked in the description below, and then we're heading out to some courses soon, so we're going to be doing some challenges against each other. Uh, just looking forward to it as more information comes in. We will be sure to share that, but make sure that you are uh, keeping up to date with the bags team. And uh, yeah, we are still doing Monday and Thursday releases for now. Uh, We're still deciding on if this is something that we're going to do regularly uh, with the on the course content coming, but that will be announced soon as well. But appreciate everybody's support throughout all of this. Again, make sure you check out our sponsors, Travis Matthew, um, OGO, Callaway, all of our partners and sponsors there. Those will be in linked in the description below as well. And then as always, everybody, just because you're a below average golfer doesn't mean you can't have above average fun. We'll see you.